Stage Door Theater Podcast, the most brilliant podcast about theater in Toledo ever. Tap Dances with choreographer Bob Marzola. I'm sitting here leaning back, drinking my drink. I love it. I love it. So I was, full disclosure to everybody listening, I was an actual guest at Bob's wedding. So I kind of feel special in that regard because there were like two or three people invited to that wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. I can tell you it was one of the most entertaining weddings I've ever been to. You you and Gabe made a, a a surprise guest appearance and he tore up that dance floor. Well, we were thrown in with the Holly Almer photography package, so sorry. We just, we come with it. You, you know want. what? I didn't see that part on the dotted line, like the <laughs> fine print, but it ended up working itself on out. And it, it you know, it was great because maybe as the, as the energy and the night was kind of Getting a little more subdued, you know, the two of you came in. In walked the omelers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you bumped up that energy oh, yeah. to Max again. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I mean, the music. I mean, it's what happens when you have a bunch of musical theater people as guests at a wedding. Yeah. The, up comes uh, <laughs> Melissa, well, now Toth. Yeah. S- goes and sings a song, and I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> this is not it, fair. Was it one big Broadway show tune after another? I mean, there what there might have been some, you know, not really though. It was additional things that you wouldn't see at a typical wedding. You know, for example, after the I do's and you may kiss each other, and now I pronounce you Mary. There might have been a choreographed number. <laughs> there might have that been. we performed yeah, Kyle, down the aisle. Kyle said you weren't very good. <laughs> no, I mean I, I was, that's the sad part about the whole thing. I think Bob was probably the worst dancer on the floor. Yeah, right? I was like, this is embarrassing. This is guy you know, out you, here. You, we, we went. We our wedding song. We had you know live musicians. Right. right. My brother-in-law played the guitar, and Melissa sang, and Janine played piano. And Janine, she's coming on here too. So okay, we're awesome. recruiting everybody that's good. Yeah, absolutely. anybody that wants to come on the show, we're taking them. We're kind of easy. Nah, we we like good people. So we've um, we've we've uh, we've mentioned the name Janine and Joe. Yes, Janine, Joe, and Bob. They're always together. <laughs> They're the trifecta. They they are the trinity. They are. And you guys have kind of a legacy in Toledo. I think. well, thanks. And you know it. You know. There is a misconception uh, that 3B is for Bachman, Barton, and Bob. And that is not what 3B <laughs> is at all. Janine and I are just honorary Bs of the 3B family. If you don't family. have a B, then you can't get in, apparently. Apparently. You know, at least there's it in the last name. I'm just like, and Bob. <laughs> and Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Jan- it is just Janine, Joe, and I just speak the same language. And it's one of those relationships where we we think the same way and we want the same outcome and we we work the the our brains just operate the same way. And so it's just it's it's effortless. Anybody I I talk to about it, the three of us just work together effortlessly. And I've worked with many many people and I've had great working relationships with many many people, but there is just something about Janine, Joe and myself that just it is again I'll say it effortless. It really is. I've noticed that like one of the best things with the teen group 
that you guys have. When you guys do your teen shows and it's the three of you working together, Ron and I were just talking about this today, is that you are you kind of parent the same way, for lack of a better term. And that is you are you expect a certain thing from your group. You expect them and you push them and you aren't shy about telling them. But then it's backed up with love. Absolutely. And that's what I see. It's like, hey, man, Bob's going to yell at you and he's going to tell you you can do better and he's going to push you and then he's going to turn around and hug you. But when I think about, you know, and oddly enough, as Janine doesn't do the majority of the summer teen shows, she maybe has done a handful, but it's been a lot of other people. But when I think about who our music directors have been, you know, whether it's been Kristen or, or Jen, um, Janine, when you think about any of those people, you think that they're teachers. And and Joe might not have have an education degree, but he's worked with kids for so long, and he worked you know worked with Springfield. So when you get people who knows what it's like to teach kids, it it, it it's that you know warm demander kind of thing. Is is I'm going to love you, but I'm going to push you, and I'm going to expect the best out of you. Absolutely. As an example, I will give a great example, and that is for those who don't know, listening. My son had a surgery. When he had his surgery. Uh, he needed time to heal, and he was all that kind of stuff. So he couldn't audition for one of the shows. And I don't remember what what the show was or what was going on. He still wanted to go to the audition center because he wanted to see you guys. He wanted to see you. He wanted to see Joe. He wanted to see you. So he gets out of the car in Waterville, and I can see. I can see him walking, and then I see you through the window. Seeing him get up and walk over. And it was the sweetest thing because, like, there's Gabe. I haven't seen him, and he's—I know he's—and it was so sweet. But it, it's and it's the relationships you build those relationships, and you know something unique about the teen show is a lot of our teens not only do our teen show, but they do our adult shows, and so you have that continuum that that relationship that just either continues to grow or works its way through teen shows and the adult shows. And, you know, Gabe is a great, great example. I've known him, I feel like, forever. I mean, maybe age five, six? Seven. Seven? Seven. He had, but actually just seven. He okay. just started at seven years old and then started doing Susical and Yeah. So, you know, a decade relationship here. Um, I I've, I've literally have watched this kid grow up, and that happens often. I'm guessing that Teen shows are easier for you than adult shows. You know, I don't know that one is easier or more challenging because there's something I like about each of them. Um, I'm and I'm an elementary teacher, so the teens I'm working with are high school, maybe some some middle school, and so it's not necessarily my extreme bread and butter because I sit most comfortably with elementary kids, but. Uh, no, I don't know that one is more challenging or, you know, easier than another. It's just, it's different. You just kind of flip a different switch. So elementary school teaching is like your side job, your hobby. <laughs> Mostly you're a choreographer. Obviously, now, that, how, that's where the big bucks are. How, <laughs> how did that happen? How, how did you get here? Exactly, because I'm from, you know, Kansas, Ohio, Rising Sun, Ohio. This is a, an area that I was never exposed to this kind of thing. Uh, being a choreographer, I didn't—I had never heard of that before. I didn't even know that was a thing. Obviously, I didn't sure. know what was going. How did you get exposed and discover this? Well, I'm from the Cleveland area, and um, back um, growing up, I was 
enrolled, I guess is the word, in a dance studio. And it was the dance studio that my mom and my aunts all went to and my brothers and sisters all went to and just started dancing when when i was a kid age three is my first dance oh so you're it's a family tradition then yeah so you were recruited early yeah on to this yeah that's amazing see that the fact that people live this life is different for me ron and i didn't have that it was it was all sports sure. it was all just you know i don't know what you know, suburban and rural life and it just and you actually had an environment where you said your mom went to the studio? Yep, my mom and my aunts and yeah. Like were they dancers at the studio yep, or were they yep, teachers? Yep. Nope, they were they did it growing up, kids in high school and then just themselves stopped once they graduated high school and we just kind of picked up the tradition. Oh, so they weren't currently dancing when you danced. No. Oh, they just said this is a studio that we yep. went to so we're making you go. Yep. Absolutely. And, and you were 3 so you had no choice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And I just, I mean, it was, it was my jam. They, it's no different than what everybody else does when it comes to sports. And I it, played sports, you're playing sports. Exactly. And when it came to, you know, growing up, my, I don't know how my parents afforded it, but we did anything we wanted. I played baseball. I played volleyball. I played tennis. I played trumpet. I played piano. I did gymnastics. I did dance. So as a kid, I was exposed to, oh, oh I felt a very well-rounded kid. Well, as a new parent, you will find out that you will just give <laughs> everything to this child and you will just not eat and you won't retire and it's all okay. Um, I, uh, yeah. And then just as you know, the years progressed with anything that you are doing, if you want to get better at it, it takes more time. And so, you know, I couldn't continue to play this instrument. I couldn't continue to play this sport. And I really just funneled the majority of my time into dance and gymnastics. And it was dance and gymnastics, which are, you know, there's many overlaps between them. Dance and gymnastics, dance and gymnastics. And I uh, got to middle school and I quit dance. I know. What? Why? I, I know. You, you said, this isn't for me. I'm going to go out for the football team. I said, dance is not cool because I'm a middle schooler and of it's course. all about cool. I said, dance is not cool. You were chasing tail already. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. I didn't know what chill I was, was going to chase then. but 12 years old, man. Oh, yeah. Um, and for two years, I quit dance. Oh, and I years. did um, gymnastics five days a week. And I hated it. By about year, year and a half in, I just missed dance so much. And I asked my parents, can I quit gymnastics and go back to dance? And again, I had parents that didn't care, and they said absolutely. Well, obviously they did care. <laughs> they said they didn't care that you quit that. Yeah, I mean they cared enough to do this. They wanted you were like Billy Elliot, you know. You're like, and honestly, there. let's be honest. Now that as an adult, now that I know uh, the price tag for gymnastics and the price tag for dance, they were probably secretly celebrating behind closed doors. I don't have any idea how much gymnastics no, no. costs, but I can tell you Ridiculous. how much dance costs, so. and it's not cheap. So if you're saying gymnastics is more. I don't see why, because I feel like half the stuff is for the choreography routines and all like that. You choreographers aren't cheap. I know, right? pay you big bucks just to learn how to dance. But we need you. We need you. I mean, this is... So you did this. So you you did your dance and said, I'm I'm not going to do gymnastics anymore. I'm just going to do dance now. And that was high school you started doing full-time? So I think freshman year is when I full-time dance. Um, I don't know if I was going five days a week, but I was going the majority of the week. Um, anything from tap to modern to jazz uh, classes here and there. 
Uh, and then I graduated and came to BG, and dance was done, or so I thought. And then I found out, and in BG, I, was, I had already decided I was going to be an education major, and in my freshman year, I found out you can actually take dance classes, you can major or minor in dance and, as well. So sophomore year, I added in a dance minor. Uh, I, I was realistic in the sense that I didn't see myself making a career out of dance. I didn't want to own a studio. I didn't want to join a company. That wasn't where my, my vision was. That wasn't what my passion was. But I knew I needed to continue dancing. And it really was then at BG, BGSU when I started taking some of the dance classes for my minor and there was a choreography class. That is where... I started experimenting and dabbling and kind of a different kind of fire was lit. Because up until now, I was, I was a performer. I enjoyed performing. And that was good enough. And now all of a sudden, oh, I can perform and I can choreograph and I, and I had a new kind of creative outlet. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of digging this. What was the first show you choreographed? How did that happen? First show I choreographed. Right, were you like sitting at your school desk and saw a flyer hanging up, and or no, you were at the student lounge, I should say, and saw. I think. Or, or, or were you like chums with somebody and they hooked you up? I think. Is it who you know, not what you know? It, it, it a little bit of that. Um, the very first community theater show I auditioned for was, gosh, my sophomore or junior year of college. I don't remember which, and it was with Black Swan Players, and it was crazy for you. And I went to the audition, and I obviously performed well in the dance So you weren't area. the choreographer, you were just in the show. Yep, I just was like, hey, this would, I enjoy doing musicals, this would be fun. Black Swamps in Bowling Green. Yeah. I'm in Bowling Green, yeah. this is like a match made in heaven. Yeah, and so I went to the audition and did well. I, I got um, a, a, not a lead role, but, you know, a minor character role in the musical, made friends with, you know, the director, Bob Hastings. And at the end of that show, he asked me if I would be interested in co-choreographing next year's show with the current choreographer. And so my very first show I choreographed was um, Anything Goes with Black Swamp Players. And I kind of it was it was perfect because I got my feet wet in the sense of I am choreographing for a community theater, but I'm not alone. And so I got to And that's a heck of a show to choreograph for your first it, choreograph. It is, it is. And tap being, you know, a forte of mine, um, it was something that I felt pretty confident in doing. But since I'd never choreographed a musical before, it was very, very conducive to having somebody who has done that there with me and I learned very quickly how to choreograph for a musical that's different how than just like choreographing um so if I'm for like what choreographing what other choreography is there I should say so if I'm choreographing a dance for like for a studio Ah. I don't have to worry about breath support in terms of vocalization So when when I choreograph for a musical, there's all those other elements, the blocking element, the the um, breath support, the facing forward so that the, the lines can be delivered, all of those little nuances. Absolutely, that if- just like when Sutton Foster has to do that giant tap number. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
Let's make her sing right away after she's done tapping. But she does it. I know. Because I don't dicks. know how. how. I mean, they're like, who cares? She gets no breath. She just has to do, you know, 10 minutes of tap. She's one of those people that just, I'm in awe all the time. I love it. I, I saw, I'm going to talk about my son here, but there's there's a section in, in Something Rotten that he had to do his big tap number. And at the end of it, he's supposed to be shown like he's exhausted doing, you know, like, oh, it's... And he really was dying on stage. So it, it's, I appreciate what you're saying. You there. know what? I had one of those moments myself. Um, years later, after uh, Crazy for You and 42nd Street, Black Swamp did um, Singing in the Rain. And I was... What year was that? Was I, I around? I don't remember. Don't, don't Nobody does years. Singing in the Rain. That's why I'm asking. I want to see it. And uh, I got my dream role, Cosmo Brown. Didn't want to be Don. Didn't want to be the lead. You know, I don't want to be the, the heartthrob. I want to be the goofy kind Make of. Make them laugh? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, for Death anyone who knows. Dance. Yes. <laughs> anyone who knows Make Them Laugh, it is, it's just one shtick kind, kind of thing after another. And you are running and you are jumping. And it's just as much dance as it is gymnastics almost. And, you know, you do this big dance number. And at the end, you're supposed to then just sing. And I remember just about every performance, I held my finger on up, gave the audience just a couple big breaths in silence. Oh, they and they just went along. Right, they just eat it. Like, we yeah. just saw you dying out there. Yeah. We know how you're breathing. This is, and this. then I was like, make them laugh. <sighs> held up my finger, took a breath, and just did a couple of those and... Just oh, go cool. with it. Yeah, exactly. so I get what Gabe had to do there. Oh, put that's put nice. you in the hospital for a couple of days after that. <laughs> Maybe. Kept me in pretty good shape. Uh, so Black Swamp, you've done a lot with Black Swamp. That's really where I got my start. I was I was for a long time on, working only with Black Swamp. But, you know, as mentioned, I was going to school there. I was living there. I, uh, I teach there, so I was living in Bowling Green while I was teaching. And it was just, it was a perfect, convenient location. And, you know, Black Swamp players has a phenomenal reputation of the musicals that it produces. They just got themselves a new building. We did. Yay. I'm on the, I'm currently yeah. on the board. Oh, um, nice. I'm one of the trustees. Yes, on Oak Street. Um it's going through some major renovations right now. Um Black Swamp Players is is soaring right How now. How long have they been around too cuz that's they made a big deal about like this is the first time in our existence, we have a building now. Um, don't quote me on the years, but I know that a couple years ago, maybe five or so, we had our golden anniversary. So 50. That's so, 50? Okay. Yeah, that's 50. So so I want to say maybe 55-ish years, and I would say. How, it's, a, it's a house. It's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's been a lot of things. A lot of things. It was a church, and then it was a daycare, um, and now it is... Now it's a theater. A how theater. many can, how how many seats can it? Um, fifty, sixty. Awesome. So think so. So anybody who's you know maybe been to like a Fort Finley, uh, Finley, yeah, yep. Think That's of it like that, where it's going to be the more intimate kind so of. So don't pay top notch dollar for the front row because they're <laughs> all good seats. Exactly, they're all great seats. And now we've been able to. It's just general admission. It's one price. It's what here's what's going to be because there's not going to be a bad seat. No, there. Are, if it's like Finley, which it sounds exactly like that, fifty or so. Yeah. There are no bad seats. Even if yeah. you're jammed in a corner, the corner's 10 feet from the stage. It's like, right yeah. there it is. So I've, I followed Black Swamp. You know, when I first started, we were at the mall. 
take your drink, man. Yeah. You're going to get all dry mouth over there yeah. dying without having anything in your... There. See, we're here to, <laughs> we're here to have fun and, and, and stay hydrated. Ma- something yeah. about the mall? What? Yeah, we, so when Black Swamp... When I first started with Black Swamp, we were at the, the mall in BG. And we had a theater there. And BG has a mall? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that for real. I'm not even joking. They have a mall. Oh, they is do. that the Woodville Mall? Woodland. Woodland. Woodland Mall. Okay. I think I've been there actually to see a movie. Somebody's been there. <laughs> there's no movie theater there anymore. No. <laughs> but well, there's no point in me going now, so <laughs> And then uh, Black Swamp moved to First United Methodist Church and we were there for quite some time. And then from there we moved to now. The building we own, Oak Street. Cool, what? but we want to get back to choreography. That's yeah. fine. So that's yeah, the yeah. thing. We got. We're going to have Heath on. I think is that you know for, for when when Black Perfect. Swamp comes okay. back on here. So, but we want to talk about choreography here. Then you went to Springfield. Was that next? Uh, I think there was just a little bit of overlapping here because then um, uh, one summer uh, I was doing a BGSU musical. Uh, I was just in it, not choreographing. And a friend was uh, was like, hey, I'm going to go audition for Titanic. Joe was doing Titanic for Waterville uh, at the time. The first time we did it. And they're like, they need guys. I was about to jump in and be like, I saw that. And then I'm no, like, no. oh, no, I didn't no. see that one. I saw the second one. Obviously. And they were like, they need guys. And I was like, okay. And As like, we, always, they we, always We already guys. had auditions. You know, just, just I already talked to Joe. He's a friend of mine. He said, just come to the next rehearsal. So I came to the next rehearsal, and he was like, oh, do you also... Hi, I'm Joe Barton. Do you also want to choreograph it? <laughs> you said you knew Joe. Why'd he introduce himself? And so... <laughs> and then from there, very quickly after that Titanic show, the choreographer for Springfield left, and Joe said, do you want to slide into that position? Wow. So you did... Yeah, so you did Grease in 2008, and my son was a freshman, and that's where we first heard of you. Uh, so there you go. And yeah, did- but but see what it turns out to be though is you have you have compiled a bunch of here's a chance you capitalized on it here kid here's another chance you did okay on that one here kid here's another chance so really it was it was all about proving yourself for years it sounds like to make sure that you you were actually didn't suck yeah absolutely and, and, and you know. It- in my older age here, yes, um, I, I I can look back and see it differently now. I look at it through a different lens. Uh, then it was you know a little frustrating, why, you know, because you, when you're in your twenties and you know why why doesn't everybody just know how great I am? Obviously, obviously. Um, and so you know there there was a little bit of of frustration trying to establish yourself and um, but now I look back on it and look at it as my building blocks. They didn't know you danced since you were three. <laughs> I've been dancing since I was three. You know how good I am? That's that'd be me. I'd be but like, I'm you're, gonna, you're you know effing lucky to I'm have gonna me. interject because I know a lot of people who are very good dancers who are not good choreographers. Hmm. One does not make the other. And that's okay. And I know people who are dancers who will tell you, I love to dance. I'm good at picking it up. Don't ask me to choreograph. Because those are two very different Absolutely. Absolutely. Creative elements, and some of the best dancers, or I should say, some of the best choreographers, may not be the top-notch dancers. Absolutely. And I mean, you can't tell me again. I'm going to do a sports reference here. How many coaches do we see out there that are professional coaches that 
really kind of sucked as football players. <laughs> but they were like, you know, Brian Hartline is like one of the greatest wide receiver coaches in Ohio State history, but he, he was just okay. Absolutely. He was just okay. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's it's one of those that you can be a dancer and you can try out choreography and it just might not work for you. What do you want to choreograph? Like what's a bucket list? Yes. Ooh, Drowsy Chaperone's definitely a bucket list. You haven't done that? I have Why did I think you not. did that already in Bowling Green? No, no. Somebody that's... else did it instead of um, Oddly enough, Something Rotten is is one. Oh. Um, and Catch Me If You Can is, is a bucket list one. Catch Me If You Can has amazing choreography. Yes, it does. I did not know that that show had such great choreography until I saw it. And it's one big chorus line of dancing all the time it's i mean the choreography in that show is the show and you know it's interesting because it obviously stems from a movie right and so i don't know how it's just not as well known i feel well i don't know that's a good question on the well-known thing but i also feel like they decided consciously when they made that show let's make the dancing a big deal because it is a movie everybody knows it as a movie let's make the dancing enormous so it's a really great you know choreographed show so i'm sure i have other bucket list shows i know i do but those are the ones i can think of off the top of my head that i really uh, am thirsty for and there are shows that i i'm itching to go back and do uh 42nd street being one of them ron tell him about how he was mean to you okay so (laughs) oh no bob was such a meanie Ron, ron is the nicest guy you'd ever meet and my 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 Bob made him cry. My first real impression of you. Uh, oh no! Although my son always spoke highly of you in high school. Uh, my first my, was Titanic 3B. Okay. 2012, and uh, you had a bunch of you. You had a bunch of, and did you choreographed. Did you choreograph that? Because mm-hmm. you were in it. Correct. You sang and danced in it, but uh, you were trying to teach a bunch of old guys like me and moms who were with their kids in the show how to do the latest rag on the promenade deck of the Titanic. And basically it came down to, if you can't do it, get off the stage. We got enough people out here. <laughs> oh, no. So you're cracking the whip. No, you said it as nicely as you could. I and doubt that. But And, and you're cracking the whip, and, uh, and you needed to, oh. and it looked great. But some of us just well, had to I, get I off the stage. Well, I hope you have not been harboring <laughs> no, no, this, no, no. these feelings, and I apologize if it has. <laughs> You've been hanging on to it for 10 years. Wow, yeah. yeah. 10 years was when I was waiting for this moment to tell to, you. To, to, so, that's why I've been invited. But to so. ball them out, exactly. The other impression I got was in the, um, the lower deck scene where they're all singing, and the immigrants are singing, I want to be an engineer. Yes. You're sitting there with little Gabe on your lap, as compassionate as could be, oh, and just thanks. drawing them in, and that was great. You were some of the best pictures I have from that show are the ones that one of the two of you um, took and just captured those moments um, with with Gabe. Well, it's just it's funny to me because you say he said it in the nicest tone possible, but <laughs> I've been in lots of rooms when Bob choreographs, <laughs> and the nicest tone possible is direct. And straightforward, and we only have an hour for this damn thing right now, so I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, I'm not going to do anything, and I actually admire that. I have no yes, problem with yes, that. Yes. It's like, hey man, this is just the way it is. Get the F off the stage, you can't <laughs> dance. 
and and it is it is to a point where it's like okay we need to get some progress done on yeah. this scene because we only have so much time again like a teacher it's that it's that warm demander it's that i'm going to have really high expectations and i'm going to try to do this in in a matter in a way to offer you many opportunities but at some point these are the expectations and well your expectations are the expectations that as a father of somebody who has had children who's in your shows drove them to work on stuff outside of awesome. theater performances it's like i need to be good enough at dance that I will be considered for these dance scenes. I'm not going to ever be considered if I show up on the day sure. and fall around everywhere. So you need to be good enough at and dance. I get that question from a lot of people who, you know, that is their area that they struggle in is, you know, they, they singing, awesome check, you know, the uh, monologues, the characterization check, but dance never took any formal classes, not a strength of mine. What do I do? Ron was saying, he said, you have the hardest job of everybody in theater, he feels yeah. like, because you run into the Rons of the world yeah. who can't dance. <laughs> Community theater. And so a lot of the times I get asked this question um, by my high school families. And so one of the easiest things that I can do, you know, if you want to invest your time and money and go dance at the studio, awesome. There's, there's great opportunities there, but not everybody can be afforded that financially or time-wise. One of the easiest cheats out there is watch and do exercise videos. Because exercise videos is about... (laughs) What? What What do you mean? Like Jane Fonda exercise videos? Sure. Anything that is going to teach you dance moves, teach you repetition, you have to watch somebody do it and learn from it, and you're moving your body and getting with the beat, because the dance videos... I never thought of that before. The dance videos all have... They're to the beat, and there's repetitive, and you are moving your body, and you're isolating arms and legs and feet and and things like that. So I've told many high school families that are looking for, I don't want to call it a quick fix, but something other than studio... Go watch some. I go to YouTube, find some workout videos that are maybe a little more dance like, and just learn them. So you don't tell them to go to YouTube and copy dance choreography. You tell them to do workouts. Yeah. Is it be, you want them to get in shape too? Is that why? Well, I mean that's that's always a, a good one. But is that your sly way of telling them? Yeah, hey man, yeah, get in sure. shape. You're kind of sloppy. I mean, they can go watch some dance videos, but it's harder to pick those up. Because, again, you said it, with the workout, there's so much repetition. Well, and, and you're right, though. What you said is easier to pick up because these are not moves. When you're watching a dance video, I can't do any of those things. Are you kidding me? So you want me to, you want me to try and do a triple pirouette? Yep. Yep. That's not going to happen. Yep. I'm going to do a half pirouette. So really, you're just, just you're building around. up your confidence. Right. Like, that makes sense. I can go ahead and do a grapevine and shake my arms and do a grapevine the other way. And... A little rhythm. Get a yeah. little rhythm. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what was... What are some of your crowning achievements, best choreographed successes you've done, and some of your worst dog bombs? <laughs> oh, I want to hear the dog bombs. Yeah. I want to hear those. The um, dog bomb. What a funny phrase. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the feathers in my cap, because I think those are, are more memorable. Um, I've had a lot of shows I've really, really enjoyed, but if I could quickly recall, probably two of the shows that I can sit back and go, you know what? I'm going to say it. I kind of kicked butt there. 
And it would be when three His elementary voice kicked in. I kicked butt. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like, oh, frickety frack that happens in my classroom. So um, I would say when 3B did Mamma Mia, and then when Bowling Green High School, we piloted Newsies. Oh, really? Yes. You piloted yep. Newsies? Newsies Junior? No. Nope. Newsies School Edition? No. Nope. Newsies Newsies? Newsies Newsies. Uh, oh. What, maybe four years ago? They came um, to you and said... Uh, the, the director, Joe Beth Gonzalez, just has some really great connections. Bowling Green High School piloted Mary Poppins. We were one of the first four high schools to do it. We piloted uh, a couple different straight plays. Uh, we piloted Newsies. We were one of four schools across the United States to pilot. And, and there's there's a whole process to go along with when you pilot something. But Right. Pilot means like a few schools in the, in the country get these. They all get different versions. They all go back and figure out, <clears throat> is this something we're going to do or not? And do? so with the piloting program, there's a lot of paperwork we have to fill out because then it goes part of the package for schools to consider to do. Um, but yeah, so I would say that Newsy, I mean, Newsies is a dance show. It, and I, I've gr- been growing up watching Newsies back when it was the Disney movie that wasn't even a musical with Christian, a young Christian Bale. Um, but... Newsies was Newsies and Mamma Mia within the last, you know, four years here, I've just been nice feathers in my cap. Right. I wish there were people not listening to this podcast who haven't seen Newsies and don't know anything about it because go see it, oy, man. Are you oy. kidding me? Go to the Netflix version and watch it and see what they do. But I know everybody listening's already watched it. So it, it's true, kind of true, just kind true. of a disappointment. I'm talking to you know, the crowd already knows this stuff. So and So Newsies. What else besides Newsies? So and the Mamma Mia. Mama oh, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Was that with Kate and and and? So you've only done two good shows? No, I said uh, <laughs> quickly off the top of my head, those would be the two feathers in my cap. Mm, Shrek was no good. You didn't like doing Shrek. Oh, I loved doing Shrek. Okay. Yeah. And, and Sarah and, and Mallow anybody, would appreciate you. And saying anybody Shrek who knows and, me also knows that, to the best of my ability, I always sneak at least one tap number. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when we did Sister Act, there's no tap in Sister Act. Oh, Bob really? put tap in Sister nice. Act. Um, you know, when I did Wizard of Oz, I snuck tapping. Lay Miz, they were tapping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not Sometimes Miz. Sometimes it doesn't work. But, yeah, maybe you know, not. I mean, that, the, that's also a nice little. The Seagull, Max Lay, had a huge uh, number. He played uh, Scully. Is that his name? Scuttle. Scuttle in yeah, yeah. Little Mermaid, that, that big tap team number. Version, yeah. Oh. He was phenomenal dancing around up there. Feathers were flying everywhere. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, so yeah. So that's the other thing that you know people know. Bob Marzola always likes to try to, to if there's not one already written, where is Bob going to stick the tap number? It doesn't always happen. Lame is, there's no tapping. Although the, the final uh, march scene where you're yeah. a step forward, a step back, yeah. that was you. That was great. So one Bob's trying to slip tap oh, shoes on those finest, people as they're yeah, doing it? They yeah. all had tap on, yes. Yeah. Why not? But gosh, in terms of like fails, dog, I don't know if he wants to say bombs. these, man. These see? are the dog, dog bombs. bombs. Yes. Don't name names, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> don't name the I've company. Never, I've never regretted doing a show because, again, I look at it as as a foundation of building block. What what did I learn from it? Um, what I can say is probably earlier in my choreographical years. I just made that word up. Let's pretend it exists. Choreographical. It's grammatically graphical. Yes. Um, I was, I'm a stronger choreographer now than I was back then. I've, I've just, I've learned, I've grown. And so 
Anybody listening who was part of my first, I don't know, five, six shows that I choreographed, I apologize. Probably outraged we're even having you on. It, 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 it was not. This guy's a bum. Why did we have him It was probably not on? my best work. Um, were you be, meaner then? Or? Nope, nope, nope. It's because I didn't get it. And here's what I mean by that. I created dance moves, and I taught the dance moves, and people sang and they danced. That's not choreography. And what I mean by that is, as I have evolved and as I've grown, I've learned that choreography needs to tell a story as much as the movement and the words in the song. So I've become even more purposeful in the movement and the steps that I choose to use to tell that story. And so I also want to choose movement like we said earlier that oh if i'm singing if i know that this is a high note i have to sustain i'm not going to create a very complicated move so i really being a performer myself i need to think about the performers when i'm choreographing what is going to sit well and comfortably in them when they're doing this and what is not going to work and so i feel like i've really evolved as a choreographer telling the story and then also making sure that it is what is most advantageous for the performers. Awesome. And that only comes with experience. Probably. Correct. I could not have done that my first couple of years. That is something I needed to learn. And, and I'll be honest, that's something I needed to, to fail at to learn. So these poor first groups had to be <laughs> failures. <laughs> nice. So if we go back and rewind this episode, what was the first show he said he did? And we can figure out exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was, I at least did that with somebody else. Anything Anything goes. goes. He was just helping. Uh, He was just helping. Gotcha. He was just bringing the actual choreographer her latte. That's what was going on there. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, can you, at the risk of leaving people out, say who are some of the best dancers in community theater in Toledo? Can you name names without. How about we just name some really good ones without, yeah. How about these people I really enjoy watching Watching dance dance. instead of saying these people are the best? How's that? Then you then you won't or, be throwing anybody under the bus. But you know, start with Ron Matnick and, is your and, favorite. And, and I know and I know we're all being tongue in cheek, but there's actually kind of two different tiers here. There are people who pick up on choreography well and pick up on choreography quickly, and then there are also people that move and dance like me. You know, I'm, I'm again. I, there's been so many great pe- people that I've worked with over the years. Um, you know, just one person, not trying to specifically leave anybody out, but one person. You know, Christina Youngblood. Right. Um, she. I've heard of her. Yeah, you heard of her. Mm-hmm. She thinks she thought like me. She moved like me. So as as over the years as I've worked with her, and then she eventually be, you know became a dance captain of mine. I knew as I turned things over, she was going to fix things or look at it through the same lens I was looking at. Well, it makes total sense. She's like a little protege. It's the same, yeah. same deal. It's coaches. I'm going to do the coaching tree. It's like, why would you want to have somebody who goes in a completely different direction yeah. than what you believe is the right way? And so there are people who are very good dancers, 
but they approach it or they look at it a little differently than me. And it doesn't necessarily subtract from their ability. But when I think about people that I'm putting in a dance line or people I'm going to ask to be a dance captain, they might not necessarily be a dance captain, but they're going to be a phenomenal dancer and they're going to perform the hack out of it on stage. But I'm going to choose, you know, Sally Smith over here as my dance captain because she she moves like me. She thinks like me. And so you kind of have two different levels, two different kinds of people when it comes to, to dancers. So if I want to be a choreographer. Yeah. Obviously, I won't be. Let's name <laughs> someone who's actually going to maybe want to be a choreographer out there. What, what would you tell them to do? What do they need to do? They need to start smoozing with the local community theater people? You know, and, and oddly enough is, is that shows do look for choreographers. Um, there's... You would think that there's a lot of us around, but there's there are shows that are really sometimes hunting around and asking two, three, four people deep, you know, are you interested in choreographing? No, I'm busy. Okay, you interested in choreographing. So, yeah, it's just a matter of name recognition, getting it out there. Um, so I, I, have, I have a chance. Again. I could do this. It took me being in shows – establishing myself, proving myself to some directors that I might say I can dance, but you actually watched me do it and putting in the, t- the time. So, no, I can't do it. Then. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Now, you, you can do anything you want. You, 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 go watch anything those workout, you can do, I can do better. Go bragged, watch those workout videos. You, <laughs> you've bragged about in high school how you were getting all the chicks because you could dance. Uh, no, not because I could dance, because I would dance. There's a big uh, difference. Okay. Big difference in could and would. You know what? I get all the chicks, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it, uh, oddly enough, in, in, in high school in the dance studio, I was the only dude. So Ooh, Oddly enough, yeah. Um, yeah. But you were in Cleveland. That is a little bit different. I mean, it's a big city. You would think it would be. It, I was in suburb of Cleveland. Oh, like what suburb? Downtown. What suburb was it? Um... You forgot I lived, where you lived? <laughs> I lived in Brooklyn and Brunswick, Ohio, mm, Brunswick, um, but the dance studio was in Parma. Oh. Anybody who's watched you carry knows that. Where I, that is grew, I grew up in Parma Heights. Okay, Look there you go. That. Oh, my gosh. You guys are yeah. practically brothers. Yeah. Practically. Oh, my gosh. Practically perfect. It seems like in Broadway, true or false, dance is 70% of the show. You know, it just depends on the show. Or 70% of the casting, maybe. But in in community theater, it's like 15%. I don't know. Because as a choreographer, my goal is to choose movement that can look good on your most trained, skilled dancer and look good on somebody who is coming in with little to no experience, which is obviously very different than a professional company. They want you to be top tier in every every area. And that's just not reasonable. That's, that's not a reasonable expectation for a community theater. And so can you sing? Awesome. Then can you do some acting? Okay. Okay, so how many times then do you see a cast list after it's already been done and look at somebody and go, oh my gosh, this person is in the show. I know I can do something special now. Uh, I mean... <sighs> When, like Max Lay. Like you got all of a sudden here's Max Lay. We know Max is a dance machine. Or Jonathan Crawford. We know he's Christina. a dance machine. Or Christina. It's like these people, you look at them, you're like, oh my gosh, they've had years of training. We can I can do something at least special with them. 
If they have a solo, yes, but I can't create. One of the things that's really frustrating is when I watch choreographers create dance moves that only a third of the class, the third of the cast can successfully execute. And so that's great that your dancers can do it, but the, when the majority of the cast can't execute it, you've actually failed as a choreographer. And, and that's so, specifically unique to a community theater choreographer then, right? That's what you were saying. It's like you're so, not on Broadway, everybody can dance. So. so that's great if I've got, you know, a Max Lay, if I've got a Christina, I, I could list out, you know, 30 more people, but they only make up a part of the cast. The fact that I can name their names is how, yeah. is how specific and so, they are, you're right. you know, a community theater choreographer needs to create movement that everybody can do. And it might mean that there's different tiers. Okay, I'm going to have a dance line that will come out, and they'll get some more complicated choreography. But in the end, everybody has to move. Everybody has to dance. Or get off the stage. Get off the stage. <laughs> I was going to say that. Or they just get well, the Well, let's be honest. Move. When we did Titanic, there were so many there people in that show in the that cast. some people were volunteering to get off the stage. That was me. That was me. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Waterville thinks they might be doing how to succeed in business uh that is a phenomenal and show. there's some serious there's the uh brotherhood of man yeah. dance are you going to choreograph that if you are i'm not even auditioning i'll be gone on um you know what i haven't even looked that far in oh. advance i haven't even i don't even know who's directing it what is that like three months from now No, they don't have a director yet. oh um they don't that, have a director i will yet. tell you that is a phenomenal show i did that with black swamp okay. maybe i'll direct it yeah, I've never seen it, so it'd be great. Brotherhood of Man number could be really there, good. Yeah, there's and there's a tap number in that as well. And they need a lot of old guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna be in it. I'm just gonna be the director. I've never directed before, so I think my first one should be just right that in. one. Yeah, jump right in. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody even knows this show, so if it's terrible, nobody cares. <sighs> oh, see that heavy sigh. I love <sighs> that show. Do you? Um, a couple people listening might know that show. You, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you sit in the line at auditions? Are you one of the persons at the table? Yep. And that's what I really appreciate is that whether it's been with uh, Bowling Green High School, whether it was when I worked with Springfield High High School with Joe, uh, Black Swamp, Waterville, 3B, as a choreographer, my opinion was just as valued as as the music director. That's what I wanted to hear. So you're telling me that sometimes, actually, in a show – Somebody will get cast in a role because of their choreography skills. Potentially, potentially. If we if we look at let's say a Fiona of um, Shrek, right, 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 and somebody Fiona needs to tap. Absolutely. Um, and mm-hmm. Reno Sweeney, if anything goes, Millie needs to tap. Millie needs to tap. So absolutely, that is where I mean, not tapping in Shrek would be insane not having her out there do that yeah. tap number i mean that's like the opening scene isn't it in the no, second not. act yeah it's oh. opening of act two yeah, yeah it's like act two starts big tap number you didn't do that what would you, you lose like 20 minutes of the show all yeah. of a sudden yeah so yeah so i have been very fortunate regardless of who i've worked with is i've always had to seat at the table and my opinion has not only just been put in the box of can they dance or not dance um, and because, you know, I do perform myself, they, they do recognize that I, I understand the acting element. I, I understand characterization. I understand the vocals. And so I am part of the team who's making that decision. And I've always felt my, my opinion has been validated regardless of who I've worked with. 
feel important, man. I do. <laughs> you feel special. You feel important. Aw, shucks. I, took, I pulled my mouth away from the mic when I said that. I was just looking right at him. He had his little puppy dog eyes. Like, I feel important. And I'm like, oh, look at Bob. Oh, look at him. He's doing good. <laughs> <laughs>